This is the Disruptive Hope Podcast. Hope sees, hope engages, hope belongs, hope builds. Hope disrupts the narrative of despair, and in the tension of holding both sorrow and joy, we invite hope to redefine the lens through which we see and interact with the world. Embrace the challenge and become an agent of hope in unlikely places. Welcome to the Disruptive Hope Podcast. This is our cross-cultural leadership series where we take a deep dive into leadership topics that affect cross-cultural work with Dwayne Wehunt, founder and CEO of SOS International. Welcome to the Disruptive Hope Podcast. We are here together again. Again, this is Victor. I am your host and I have Dwayne Wehunt across the table from me. How are you, sir? Good. How are you today? Doing fantastic. It's great to be with you again. We are uh, having these incredible conversations about uh, SOS International's experience and successes and hardships through the years as we've worked to develop sustainable solutions to at-risk children all over this beautiful planet of ours. And uh, I want to start with talking about the, this, the, the concept of, the, of disruptive hope. You know, we named it Disruptive Hope because we believe hope is the sustainable motivator that carries us through these dark and hard situations, right? SOS has been, uh, you know, I believe pioneering solutions in unlikely places for for many, many years. And uh, we've been dealing with a lot of hard things. You know, uh, we are not necessarily dealing with the popular issues or going into the most popular places in the world, but we are, we have seen hope. Uh, and we have seen what people may call it success, but we've seen transformation ultimately. And we've seen great, great, uh, what we call in our world testimonies, you know, testaments to the process, to the grinding, to all the hard things that go with, with what we do. I wanted to hear a little bit for you. How do you keep showing up into these, uh, these fights personally? I mean, you know, that's, that's what it is, right? It's, it's the power of just showing up. Mm. Uh, a lot of times just by stepping into something and consistently stepping into something and being there, uh, it will ignite something that wouldn't happen otherwise. I'll give you an example. You know, we work with a lot of trafficked girls uh, and, you know, it's hard sometimes for them to tell their story, mm. especially the first time they tell their story because unspeakable things have happened to them. And so we were in the process of hearing a lady tell her story. Uh, somebody had actually paid to pour boiling wine down the front of her body. Uh, it had burned her so bad that she was in the hospital for four months, uh, multiple surgeries. And this young lady is now standing in front of us trying to articulate the abuse that had happened to her in her life. Uh, very difficult to listen to, very hard to hear, especially hard to tell. And uh, she started talking, and as one naturally would, she started breaking down. Mm -hmm. And there were other girls around her who had been through this process, who had been rescued and rehabilitated and learned to tell their story. They came and they stood shoulder to shoulder by her. Like mm -hmm. they pressed right up against her. And I watched, my wife watched her receive something from them. Mm. They didn't speak a word. They didn't physically do anything except stand beside her in that moment. Mm -hmm. And she received some strength somehow and she composed herself. And then she was able to tell her whole story with these two girls standing beside her. So sometimes you don't need to know what to say. You don't need to know what to do. You just need to be there. 
That's good. Uh, the power of showing up. And again, you, you've been in a lot of hard fights, right? A lot of, like you said, very complicated situations that are hard to be talked about. We, and, you know, it's hard to fathom someone going through some of these, well, most of these things that they've been through. How do you keep yourself mentally healthy, you know, to continually engage in these fights? Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a struggle. I think it's probably different for different individuals. You have to learn what your personal rhythm of grace is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I've had the honor, the blessing of traveling. And, and it's, a, it's a pandemic or an epidemic, I don't know which one, within this industry mm-hmm. that helps people burn out, mm-hmm. uh, PTSD, uh, and, you know, mental problems, depression. And a lot of people in in this sector, uh, they burn out, Mm -hmm. uh, really high rate of burnout and traveling as much as I have. I don't know, for some reason, uh, people have sat by me on airplanes that run projects in other parts of the world Mm -hmm. that would be on some flight with me. This happened like, you know, 20 times where I've sat by a person who was experienced extreme burnout. They were really good people. Mm-hmm. They had a really good motive for which they started doing what they'd done, but the process of the work just beat them down wow. and wore them out. And, uh, you know, for me personally, uh, I'm a person of faith. And for me, uh, I have to spend time with worship music. Um, mm-hmm. That somehow helps. It does something on the inside of me. Mm-hmm. It helps remind me of, you know, that I'm not carrying this burden, mm-hmm. uh, but he is. So for me, worship is an integral part of it. I have to take time uh, for, like, with my family. I have to take time, like, in a a vacation-type mode Mm -hmm. where I'm somewhere where I I can let all of that stuff Mm -hmm. uh, wash away. And and Mm -hmm. if I don't, uh, then I can get in a very unhealthy mental space also. So it's a dance. I mean, it's, it's definitely something that you have to learn your rhythm and how to do it. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you're able to, I don't know, able is not the word. I think what I'm trying to um, communicate here is that how do you walk uh, this walk of helping people and going through and like with listeners and being able to turn it off and still have time for your family, still love on your family and seeing that as a priority, right? And not walking down the, uh, well, I'm the, for lack of a better word, caregiver burnout or, or a caregiving, caregiver exhaustion. I guess it's, I, it would be making the priority of having those brain spaces and family spaces, right? Yeah. I think it's just values Mm is what it comes down to. Right. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I have a, a very soft heart, but I've got to realize my limits and I got to mm-hmm. realize, you know, what it's not me in this fight alone. It's a whole army of people mm-hmm. in this fight. And I can't carry burdens that aren't mine to carry. I will tell you, though, uh, you know, let's let's just take, a, for example, you know, I've learned a lot of different skills. Some of them, to be honest with you, <laughs> I wish I didn't have, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, not a it's, a, it's a strange thing to say. I, I'm glad I do, mm-hmm. uh, but also from a mental health standpoint, it's hard. I'll give you an example. So, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time in red light districts, really difficult places. I spent a lot of time in disasters. We talked about last time that pathway and mm-hmm. one of them is natural disasters that put mm-hmm. children at risk. And, you know, SOS has responded to, you know, tsunamis and 
earthquakes and you know those are difficult very difficult places Uh, i remember there was an earthquake in north india and you know our partners and and us we wanted to respond to it and we went there we were first responders so nothing is cleaned up you're on the ground four days after there's a disaster what's needed in that moment is Mm -hmm. different than when you get to the cleanup stage and when you get to the rebuild stage what's Mm -hmm. needed in that moment is resources food water clothing place for shelter Mm -hmm. uh, you know and and what you have in a region is everybody's in shock everybody I mean, I went through a neighborhood where 196 children lost their lives because building collapsed on them in a parade because of an earthquake. I come out the other side of it. There's a a wealthy businessman. The reason I know he's wealthy is because of his shoes and his watch. Mm -hmm. And he's standing, he's sitting on this fence and he has a drool coming down from the left corner of his mouth all the way to the ground. And he's in complete shock. He probably has lost his home. He's probably lost family. He's probably, you know, lost his ability to function, banks closed, his business is closed. And he was in complete shock. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you come out of that and then another disaster happens. And I've had feelings before like, oh, my, can I go and do that mm-hmm. again? You know, when Katrina happened, one of our partners called and asked me if I would uh, help lead Mm-hmm. Their response to Katrina, I'd never done anything in the U.S. And I had just finished something in Asia. And to be honest with you, uh, if it wasn't for the power of showing up and understanding that, okay, you just show up and things will happen, mm-hmm. a part of me didn't want to. Uh, but we did. And, you know, it was amazing mm-hmm. what happened. Uh, it's a great story now. But, but it's hard sometimes just to show up. But there is power in doing it. And for you being a, a relational guy, you know, a high relational, high relationship all the way from um, top executives of companies all the way down to uh, someone that you were uh, bringing a solution to. You're a very relational person and showing up looks different in, in different situations for you too as well. But do you have a time where someone showed up for you and yeah. it was really meaningful? Hundreds of times, right? So I I can just tell you as somebody that runs a charity, an international charity, uh, I can't tell you all of the times that my board has just shown up. Mm. You know, they call me, they encourage me, they they text me, they write me, they just stop by my office and just talk. And, you know, I've gone through seasons of difficult things, Mm -hmm. as you can imagine. Yeah. I won't give you details of those, but but I've gone through some really difficult things. Mm-hmm. And when I've gone through those really difficult things, I can name you four or five men in my life mm-hmm. that they did what those girls did to that other girl in that story. Mm-hmm. They just came and stood beside me. Yeah, they They didn't come and tell me, okay, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do this, you need... They just showed up. And they just kept showing up and they just kept showing up until I was okay, Mm -hmm. which sometimes that can be an extended period of time. Yeah. But they kept showing up. So I, I, you know, I can just tell you that I couldn't, I would have quit a long time ago Mm. if it wasn't for the SOS board. Wow. Uh, Those guys are champions. That's incredible. And I love one of the things that you said too, as part of the, the, the mental health or the, to, the staying engaged aspect of it is the uh, the willingness to trust the people that work with you. Yeah, 
I think that's, that was a very powerful thing that, that I heard. Not only the um, trusting, but empowering people so they can discover their, their own version of power of showing up, right? Yeah, for sure. That's, I mean, you know, one thing is, you know, puts people at risk when they're isolated, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you, when you do anything, you always have a unique story. Yeah. Your story is unique. Mm-hmm. Right? And and if you're not careful, you begin to think, "Oh, people don't understand me or know me because my story is unique." But a lot of our story is similar. Right? Mm-hmm. And so it's in that similarity and it's in that all fighting for the same goal, moving the same direction that, you know, in, in my life especially with the staff, uh, I receive a lot of encouragement and strength from that. Mm-hmm them showing up every day, them, you know, just being in the fight, just pushing forward. Yeah. It's integral. You, you don't show up by yourself very long. Mm-hmm. You need other people to step in there with you. That's good. I think it's the tough situations that connect us. Yeah. I feel like when a generation where most of the version of people that we see through social media or whatever, so it's a very curated version that doesn't really it creates a false sense of connection. At least it's what I personally believe because it, it is the, the hardships is the walking to every day that creates that, that depth of connection. Um, it does. You know, one, one other thing I would say about this, Victor, is, you know, back in a former life when I was in high school, I played football and I was an offensive lineman. And, you know, you become a unit mm-hmm. with those guys and and you experience things in life that other people can't understand and you connect in ways that other people can't understand. You you become a unit, right? And so, I mean, I can tell you through the years, uh, just the friendships that have developed and Mm -hmm. even my family, you know, we've gone through stuff and we've experienced it together in such a way that's just created a unity and it's created, I, I guess, unity, camaraderie, can't even say the word camaraderie uh, camaraderie that's what i was trying gotcha. to say but it just creates you know you you've experienced this stuff together yeah. and so you know there's power in you showing up and there's power in us showing up that's good right that's very good well th- this is a very powerful conversation uh, um the the reality of of people walking through uh you know walking into hard situations and trying to figure out what to do how to do when to do those are you know overwhelming thoughts they they can be very consuming you know one other thing i would say about the power of showing up uh i've i'm old enough now that i have friends that have passed away and i have friends with kids the kids have passed away you know i think sometimes we think to be a help we have to have words hmm. right but who knows what to say in that moment? And you know what? They don't need some speech. They need you to show up and hug them and cry with them. Mm-hmm. That's what people need. They just need you to show up in their life, you know, when di- when it's difficult, when it's hard. And so there is power in that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of times maybe we don't engage because we don't know what to do and we don't know what to say. And all I'm saying is just show up. Mm. Don't say or do anything. Just show up. It's important. Yeah. Do you have a story that comes to mind that was a really hard time for you to show up? 
Well, I kind of told you that yeah. one about, uh, you know, going and doing Katrina after yeah. all that I've been through. But yeah, there's a lot of them. You know, sometimes we'll get a call and some ministry will want us to come and look at a project somewhere in a place like Istanbul, Turkey. You know, we get mm-hmm. a call and they want us to come and, and talk to them about what they're doing and, and maybe add some encouragement and value mm-hmm. to what they're doing. Yeah. It's a very difficult place. Mm-hmm. I, I love I love Istanbul, Turkey, but the project was Kurdish women that were a minority and they were taken captive and, you know, they're Christian people and mm. put in a project, put in a part of the neighborhood and they're constantly being abused. Wow. And yeah, it's difficult to show up in a place like that. Yeah. It's difficult. But once again, you know, I, I say this a lot. I'm going to refer to it in a moment, but pressure is a privilege. Mm. Uh, there's certain kinds of pressure that that it's a privilege for you to be invited into it. Uh, it won't feel like it, but it is. It's a privilege. So I think a lot of times, you know, it'd be much easier to go fishing. It'd be much easier to go on a vacation or stay at home, you know, but, but there's power in showing up. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to the uh, listeners that are in the middle of embracing a hard situation right now or and the crossroads of do I keep going you know and press in to see transformation take place uh, and you know if they are deciding is, is showing up what we should do or not yeah so I mean this is how I decide right there's a verse uh, it's a bible verse written by the apostle James I am a man of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this this verse really mm-hmm. speaks to me about these kind of situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's found in the Apostle James verse, uh, chapter 1. It says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. I mean, I don't mind some tests and challenges, but from all sides? Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I mean, does any of you like that? But he says, consider it a sheer gift. Uh, You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. Mm. So sometimes when you get in these situations and there's pressure, it pulls out faith that you don't even know is there. Mm. Right? Your faith life is forced out into the open. So don't try and get out of anything prematurely. But... Let it do its work so that you will become mature and well-developed and not deficient in any way. And so there's a process that happens in your life, in the life of a community, you know, that this pressure comes and this pressure is designed to pull faith out. It's designed to do a process, a work in your life so that good mm-hmm. things happen in your life. Mm-hmm. But I got to be honest with you. Sometimes I'm just like everybody else. There's a reason why it says, don't try and get out of anything prematurely, right? Sometimes in that tension, you just want to go to Tahiti or somewhere. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just get me out of this battle. Just get me out of this pressure. And I promise you, if kids are at risk in a the community, there's pressure and tension there. And it's in embracing that pressure and tension, letting your faith life be put forth and staying in it that mature solutions come out of that. That's so good. This this episode's been very, very good to me, honestly. I really appreciate your stories and your insight. Wow. For for you to you're listening and you're right now in the middle of whatever it is. 
this is our encouragement to you. There is power in showing up. Another way to say it, I guess, to you is the path of most resistance may also lead to the most reward. We at SOS believe that. We walk in the power of showing up every single day here with what we do and the partners that we have. We want to encourage you to have people in your life, like we said, part of the mental health aspect of sustainability and showing up comes with having people in your life. You you are not alone. You are not alone. We, we believe that. Um, and I know there is people that can't encourage you in your life. So stay strong in the fight. We are very, very grateful that you've joined us in this podcast for this journey. We are grateful that we get to talk about this today and talk about the hard aspects of what we do. And we still see hope uh, disrupt a narrative and change the way we perceive what we're going through just so we can see transformation take place. And this is the Disruptive Hope podcast. Thank you so much for being with us and we hope to see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Disruptive Hope podcast. We would love to connect with you. Subscribe and follow us on social media for the latest Disruptive Hope content. For more information about SOS International, please visit sosresponds.org.